Hey y'all, welcome to the Simple Mission Podcast. My name is David. And I am Leanna. And, and we're, we're the Bonds. We are newlyweds in our 20s, living for Jesus while just being real and open about our life. Figuring out your mission from God does not have to be complicated. Rather, it's simple. We bring you along as we talk about relationship, family, marriage, college life, simple living, and business. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to your life as we learn together every week and maybe have some laughs along the way. (laughs) So in the past two episodes, we have been talking all about divorce. And this is our third episode where we're going to take a different approach and we're going to do a Q&A. And this is the last episode of the divorce for the season two and probably for the year. So yeah. if you haven't um, caught up on them, you can go back to listen to uh, the divorce and then um, the Finding Hope in Your Story episode. And then this one will be the Q&A and we're going to wrap it all up. So, and we got a lot of responses. We got so many people messaging us and commenting and DMing us um, that we we decided to last minute pull together a Q&A. Mm-hmm. And so all of these questions are all anonymous. And uh, thank you all who have like submitted these questions and hope that um, we're going to do our very best to try to answer them. And, you know, we're not perfect. And um, so, but we're going to do our best. Yeah. So I guess we can just go ahead and start? Yeah, I'll start with question one. Okay, so question one says, if there is anything you can warn parents about right before they decide to make a divorce official, what would it be? What is something that you think that parents do not realize happened after a divorce? Wow. Okay, so this is the the very first question. And um, I really like this question because... For those of you out there that may be listening, if you're struggling in your marriage and, you know, divorce is being thrown around and you're talking about it, um, this question basically is going to help you, um, I guess, another way to just open up your eyes to, like, the reality. And this is crazy, but if you have kids, the odds are completely against your kids if you do get a divorce so i guess the number one thing i can say to warn parents right before they get one is hey you know think about your kids and a lot of parents do think about their kids and some 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 folks that i know that i've talked to about this their parents divorced after their kids were older Mm -hmm. but it still affects them it'll always affect your kids And so what parents see as a quick way out often results in a lot of emotional damage that the children will carry for 30 years, 50 years, or 60 years or more. Basically their lifetime. The rest of their life. Their lifetime, yeah. And so, you know, like divorce is no small thing at all. It's a big deal. And it's a big deal and, and a lot of people are affected. They're just affected in different ways. And so... I think that a lot of times that's one thing I would warn parents about is like, hey, like, think of your kids and think about the emotional damage you're about to go through for your lifetime, you know. And unfortunately, you know, you can't, like, if you divorce, um, you know, you can most likely never get away from them, except, I guess, 
through death and you'll get away from them. But they'll, they'll always be around. Yeah. Your your ex will always be around. And, and even then, if you live on the... And then your kid is always going to have them as a parent. It's never going to... This, like, spouse that you were with and then you break up with them or divorce them, your kids have them as a parent. So that, that spouse or your ex, wife or husband is always going to be in your life. Yes. So... Whenever you're getting a divorce, if you ever think about it, you will never get away from them, and that's just how it works. You always have to, you always have to be with them and like deal with them on certain issues of life, you know. Um, and so, one really big thing that I think that when it comes to parents that that they don't realize happens after the divorce is like a lot of children get like um, re- resentment and this shock. Right, because basically in a child's life that you have mom and dad that are taking care of them and they expect you to take care of them and you they like you the parent are their heroes. And so whenever those heroes fall, it just basically your kids fall with with your hero. Mm-hmm. So and so I guess that's one thing that, you know, happens after a divorce. You know, uh me myself and my four siblings, whenever my parents divorced, we all fell with them. And it was very hard. And it's still hard. And it takes a long, long time and a lot, a lot of work to get over it. And then you're still not over it. You, you know, you, you still have to deal with it. And so um, what may seem like a solution, a divorce is never a solution. It's a big, big problem. And so if you ever think about hey, you know, like, um, I want to get a divorce. It, it's going to wreak havoc throughout your entire life. So, mm-hmm. and, it, and and that's just the way it is. And so um, one of the really cool articles that we found that has kind of helped us with this question is uh, the Focus on the Family. They have really good resources on that website. And I think we mentioned them in the last episode too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, if, if you want more information on this, question that, that really helped us answer it we um, just go to focus on the family.com slash marriage slash how could divorce affect my kids mm-hmm. and so check it out and do you have anything else to add on that one well for me i really don't have any experiences for but i guess like if i would to tell my parents like hey this is something you need to like think about before y'all make the divorce final even though i'm like 23 years old it would still affect me and so i feel like that's something that they would learn from listening to this episode obviously but they're never gonna think about divorce in that way so i feel like it's hard for me to relate to that but i can see how uh it can really affect everybody and it's not just the the two people married involved right so Wow. That's just my side. That was good. So we really tried our best. All of these questions are, uh, you know, very difficult for us to answer and for us to go through. But, um, you know, we want to all we want to help you all find hope. Um, And so, yeah. Okay. So, So let's do question two. Okay. Are you loving this podcast? Let's talk about Patreon. It is a way for you to connect with us and support our mission. By giving at least $3 a month, you can help us keep the podcast ad-free and we can continue to serve you with the content that we know that you love. If you go to Patreon, sign up, and support us, 
Leanna and I definitely want to bless you back with free gifts. For more info, visit patreon.com slash the simple mission. Question two says, do you feel like since your parents got a divorce, you are more intentional about your marriage? And there's another follow-up question from a different person that was very similar. She said, how has coming from parents who were divorced helped your marriage? Hmm. Okay. Um, I, I guess I feel like that since my parents got a divorce, you know, I think there's like two ways people can look at it. And so the one way is, is that, oh, I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to find true love because my parents did not work out, you know, and it's almost like a curse that's just following in through your life. And that's a really short lived I feel like very few people actually go through the, that the rest of their lives. They're single. They don't want to get married at all. And, and and that's fine. And then there's the other side that's like, heck yes, I want my marriage to be the best marriage there is. And it's going to be awesome because my parents did not make it work. And I'm going to make it work. You know, so it's almost like two extremes. And I hope if you're a kid listening to this and your parents are divorced, I really hope that, that you pick, heck yes, I want my my marriage one day to be amazing and so so do you feel like that's a motivator yeah i think it can be but so get this it doesn't really become a motivator until you've learned and you've forgiven what has happened in the past mm. Ooh. that's a good point you can't yeah. just be like angry and bitter that your parents have divorced and you still haven't dealt with it yet right yeah so it can't really be a motivating... It could be a motivator, but not in a good way. Yeah, it, it can be, be very a, like damaging to... To other people, too. And it brings baggage into your marriage. Right. If you get married. Right. So my advice to you on this, this is a really great, great question, is I would honestly go to God and pray and pray and pray and learn from your parents. And it's really hard to do that, like, for those of you, you know, that have parents divorced and you, you've learned, it's just, or maybe you're trying to learn right now. I don't know, but it's really difficult and you really have to go to the Lord in prayer and you have to ask for for forgiveness to be able to open, your eyes will be open so you can actually like learn, you know, and like learning is amazing. Like, you know, like you don't want to, you don't want to make the same mistakes your parents made. But to be able to see those mistakes and not get upset or angry or frustrated or mad and let your emotions take over is you have to go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to open your eyes to these mistakes on an open slate that's not emotional. So that way you can take what you can from it and learn and apply it into your own life. Wow. Yes. So, so that's how I feel about it, you know, and... um. For me personally, how has coming from parents who were divorced helped me in my marriage? And then I want to ask Leanna a oh, question. No. I'm doing was, all, all the talking. I knew you were going to do that. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer this one. Um, you know, like, I guess the one thing that I really have stuck to my guns with uh, is, like, making sure that we are um, taking care of financially. Um, and so, you know, we have really worked on our debt early in marriage. 
Uh, we've paid off a tremendous amount already in our first year, and we are going to pay off a lot more this year. Um, and hopefully we'll have two vehicles paid off by the by the end of December, which will be amazing. And, and that's one of our goals this year, um, <laughs> which is really cool. But I guess from that, like, I just wanted to make sure that, like, my marriage is not bogged down into debt, you know? And so... So you feel like a lot of people might get a divorce or, or do get a divorce because of finances? Oh, yeah. Well, finances is, like, the number one... Oh, not the number one, but it's one of the top... I think five causes of divorce. And right. I think one of them are the, the, the top five. I think is now this is not in order, but I'll just say it first is like finances, um, your kids, um, uh, sex is another one. Um, what affairs? No, just sex within the marriage. What? Yeah. That's, that's, not, that's one of the top five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Basically, your husband or wife or spouse isn't like pleasing you the way that like you like it for so many years and then you just find somebody else that fills that, that void. Fills that void. Oh wow. Crazy. And then there's two more, but that gun I cannot think of them. Um Affairs. No, no, no. It's like the top five reasons oh, people divorce. Um, okay, I'm 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 gonna have to research that while we answer. So you're kind this of question. in a, a little tangent there. Yeah, so but there's three and I know that finances is a big one. Um, so that's one of the big ones that I wanted to make sure that our marriage is very well structured and we have good finances and we steward our money very well. Um, and so that's, that's one of the small things, but that's just one example. So Leanna, how has coming from parents who were happily married and been married for a long time helped you in your marriage? Well, and that's the one thing I was going to say was that I didn't want to say, oh, like, learning from your divorced parents should be the only model or motivator for you to have a good marriage. But um, I just, for my parents who are married, I can see them, I never see them argue or get in a fight, even though sometimes once in a while, Dave and I probably fight. Um, but, um, so when I see that example, it's... It makes me kind of take take a step back every time I get mad at David or we're in a fight. I'm like, why am I getting mad? Am I being selfish or am I being a little, <clears throat> what's the word? Sometimes stubborn. Oh, the stubborn. There it is. I couldn't think of the word. Stubborn and very uh, just frustrated with him. So I think for me, it's just like having to realize I need to humble myself which is what my parents do a lot with each other. And I think I said it in the last episode is they both have very um, busy schedules in both of their jobs. Um, and they always find time for each other. And even though me and David have a business together, it's easier for us to... Um, it can be easy for us to kind of do our own thing in, in the same house. And so we're trying to be intentional about spending time with each other and um, communicating with one another. And communication is a huge thing. My dad always called my mom whenever he was heading home from work or something. And I do that with David a lot too. It's just communicating, testing, just something really small to make you still feel like you're involved in their day, even though you're like separate or not in the same room. So I just, that's just my thing. So Wow. Yeah, which is really cool. And so um, I've said this before in the past episodes, like being around Leanna's mom and dad has been really 
uplifting and very uh, refreshing. So, and has helped us out a lot. So, so it looks I, like you found them on your phone. Yeah, I, I had to Google the top five reasons people divorce because I couldn't think of the, the fourth and the fifth one. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, we've talked about money. We've talked about sex. Or it says lack of intimacy. <laughs> That's the word. Okay, okay here's the other two that are interesting. Infidelity. So, Leanna was right uh, uh-huh. about extra affairs, like uh, side people and stuff. Side hoes. Yeah, side hoes. And then constant <laughs> arguing, which is interesting. And then, like, subst- like abuse of, uh, like, addictions. Like, oh. addictional abuse, like, whether that's, like, video games or um, any kind of, like, substances that the other spouses doesn't like. It's, yeah, so that's one of them. Anyways, that's the top five. So I was, like, trying to think of it, but daggum, I could not think of it. So, um, yeah, so we're kind of wrapping up this question here about... How has coming from married parents has helped you in the divorce? And how has um, divorced parents has helped you? And so... There's two um, ways to look at it. Yeah. yeah. So there's two ways to look at it. And um, yeah, so we're going to jump into to the third question. Okay. So the third question is, how can each child experience something different, even though it is the same event, such as the divorce? Hmm. So this is a this is a crazy crazy um, uh, question, and um, it's really difficult to answer because you know I'm me and I'm only one person, and my viewpoints and my experiences from my parents divorcing, I can only speak for really myself. So I can only really speak for myself in this question, and um, you know every kid out there goes through different seasons of life and everybody's different you know and um we all thankfully are very different and our differences make the world unique and beautiful uh, and beautiful and so but with that uniqueness comes unique experiences when like your parents get a divorce and so some aren't that great, and most of the time they're not good. Um, they're they're very um, irrational. They can be very harmful. Um, they can be very confusing emotions and reactions to what's going on. So, you know, it's different how we handle tough situations as kids and as adults. And so, but you know, you learn, but you really don't truly understand the feeling of what it's like, except like the only way I can think of of like a really good example. And I kind of spoke about this earlier is like, if you have a childhood superhero and you believe that like, they're the ones who save you. They're the ones who feed you. They're the ones who come get you out of a trouble situation who take care of you. And like, for some reason when that hero like splits apart or something weird and like falls away, you fall away as well, but you don't fall with them. You fall your own way. (laughs) And it's crazy. And so, um, you know, within my family alone, this is me speaking for, for, um, my five siblings is like, you know, I chose to not go home. So, um, I, whenever I left for college, uh, I didn't return home except for one Christmas and that was it. And so I, that was my reaction and it was pretty, pretty hardcore. That's an, ext- it, 
they're all extremes, you know. And so some of my other siblings got in a lot of trouble. Um, some of my siblings also, quote, you know, ran away. Um, some of them really took it all and hid it inside and then just wanted everybody to be happy. And then other siblings really kind of leaned in toward other relationships like um, like leaning in heavy on one parent or another. So that too is confusing. And that's what's different about every kid is that some of your kids, some kids, your brothers and sisters will lean in heavy toward mom or dad, either or, usually not both. Just because, you know, they still see dad or mom as their superhero, but mm-hmm. they don't see them both anymore as superheroes, only one or rarely both, but it's most of the time only one. And so that, that'll flip back and forth. And so basically whenever that belief that their superheroes are shattered, then the kid is going to shatter his own or her own way. And it's really hard. It's really tough. And, um, you know, if, you, if you're a parent out there that is divorced and you have little kids, you know, um, I guess like the only really thing that you can do is talk to them pray for them and just like love on them because they're most likely they're going to react a weird way and you just have to understand that like they're hurting just like you are wow yeah it's kind of crazy it's 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 really hard to like to talk about because um it happens to a lot of people and it's so different for every yeah and, and it's so different you know but i guess they it's just, a, it's just a reaction from the event of the, the divorce. And it's not like, okay, this reaction is okay. Like, in a way, maybe sometimes it wasn't good. Yeah. But just know that it's because of this event happening to each each of them. It's going to take it differently. Right. So. And, cool. and as they get older, and as you get older, if you're a kid... You may take it differently throughout the years, and it's crazy because it just it just never goes away. You know, it's just something that's just gonna you're gonna have to live with, you know, and you're gonna have to to work out. Um, and so, you know, so that's kind of that answers that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, question number four says, what What is the best way to accept a new step parent into the family? Oh, so I'm going to ask you that question, Leanna. What do you think? Yes. What do you think? Okay. So I don't have any step-parent, like, in my family, but with David's family, we have a step-parent. And for me, it's just, like, if this person is making um, his parent happy, I don't see the reason why we can't treat this person well and, you know, with love and, you know, accept them into the family, you know, if this makes uh, his parents really happy and um, loved and um, all kinds of things. Um, that's just my response. I don't know about David because he does have two parents and a step parent. Um. Yeah. So I think the best way to do it is just to like you know keep an open mind about um about like the individuals that are gonna be in your life. You know, and so. You know, like, your mom and dad will never, there will no be nobody that will ever, ever replace them. So, you know, you, your your father, wherever he is, and your mom, wherever she is, will never replace 
there's nobody that will ever replace them, right? It's always, it's just a thing. I, I don't know how to explain it. However, when it comes to like step parents, you can, it's, it's a choice, you know, and either you choose to love them or you choose to love them over time, you know, and, and, and it's just, um, there's just no way really, it's not that there's no way like around it, but it's like, they're wanting to be a part of your family. You know, they love and cherish your parent. And so why wouldn't you want to love and cherish them in your own way? Mm-hmm. You know, and so, um, and that just takes time. A lot of patience and a lot of open thinking, like open, you have to keep an open mind about, you know, who they are. And um, Leanna was saying that I think boys and men have a different reaction with like step parents than I guess um, the girls and the women do. It's just weird. You know, it, it, it's just a strange deal. Yeah with that um you know but depends on if you're close to your dad as boys in the family and yeah. the, the girls being close to their mom as the women in the family that's what i was saying yeah. the, the difference is yeah so there's different different dynamics and, and it's and it is pretty complicated <laughs> it's very complicated it's, it, it is very complicated but all i can tell you is is that try to have an open mind and if they love and cherish your parent and they take care of them uh, whether that's, you know, your dad um, remarrying um, or your mom remarrying, you know, um, just try to to love them how you would be loved. Right. And also how Jesus would love, too. You know, they're human. Um, Jesus loves them no matter what. And you have to keep that in mind, too. So that's that's that. So I think one more one more little sub question I have for that one for David is. Obviously, you don't need to accept a person that is with your parent if they're only, like, a month into dating. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, hey, dad, or hey, mom, like, yeah. right? Like, I'm just trying to make a line here, like, when they when they get married, right? It's when you're like, okay, they're in the family, I need to be open, and... Right, right, right. right. So, that, that's where you draw, the, not the line, but, like, that's where you make that distinction of, okay, well, they so are my step-parent It's strange now. because, like, you know, whenever your parents start dating again after they've divorced, it's just weird. Like, it's just it's just no way around it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's just awkward and it's strange. Um, but, you know, like I said, just try to keep an open mind. And if they, if they love your parent, um, then you should love them back as well, too. And if they love you as well, too, you know, and all that takes a lot of time. It's not something that you're instantly, you're going to instantly be dad or mom. Like, no, it takes many, many years and a lot of work to be able to get to that, to that level of trust, you know. And so it's just really hard. So, you know, um, if you're a step parent listening to this, just be patient with your, with your step kids because they're going through a lot. They're going through a lot of changes and they may not accept you up front. But hopefully they will later on. Mm, that was good. Yeah. So, and okay. So here's a next question that is really really good. And we have a lot. Well, quite a, a couple few, of questions in the question. Yeah. So there's like one question, and there's like a couple of other questions all interlooped. And this is where <laughs> we're gonna bring in the Bible, and we're gonna really go into like what God says about divorce and about um, what the Bible says about it. So get ready. Okay. So first question. Depending on the situation, do you think divorce is the right thing? 
So I just kind of want to explain the situation because this person messes us with a long, uh, like, explanation of why she, uh, asked that question. And I, I'm just going to make it really short, so very vague and not detailed at all. So she said that, uh, her parents were married really, really soon after only three months of dating. They had wanted to divorce, but they realized that she was pregnant, so they stayed together. And they still divorced about 15 years later because they weren't happy with each other. They had stayed together for 15 years for their children because they didn't want them to come from a broken home, but they ended up divorcing. So her question was, do you think that divorce is the right thing? Do you think that God even honored their marriage because they, they didn't love each other? Do you think that God is ever okay with divorce if it's for the betterment of two people involved? What situation situation do you think that divorce is okay or necessary? <sighs> this is so hard. Like, <clears throat> I know before I kind of researched into this in the Bible, I know like straight up, like, God hates divorce. And I remember uh, reading that in Malachi 2, chapter 2. It's like the last book of uh, Old Testament. You can easily find it. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he basically said, I hate divorce, right? And um, so that's all I knew. But I didn't realize how Jesus actually talked about divorce because one of the Pharisees tried to question him <laughs> in front of all these people and said, is it, is it lawful to divorce uh, one wife for any cause? Ooh. That, that, you have to really read that. So it's Matthew 19 through through. Three through nine, and y'all, y'all can read it. I'm not gonna read it out loud, but um, when I was reading that, he said that it, it is because of your hardness of heart that Moses allowed for you to divorce your wife, but from the beginning it was not so. So basically saying that God never intended for divorce. Divorce is man-made. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit more about that, or you want me to keep going on? Yeah, keep going. Okay. So I'm trying to make sure I'm not, not going on a tangent, but, um, so one thing, divorce is man-made. It was not created by God. God intended for marriages to stay together under him, and because that's what he created, right? Oh my gosh, this is so hard. <laughs> so basically, her question was, do you think that it was okay that they divorced? In this case, I would say no. Because uh, they just didn't, they just weren't happy with each other. What, it, like, we don't know the full story. Um, we don't know anything that happened between them two. But all I've seen from the message was they weren't happy with each other. Well, <clears throat> that's not the basis of divorce that in the Bible approves of. Do you want to read that one section in First Corinthians 7 for me? Sure. And so this is another Bible verse that we found that was kind of relevant for this situation. And it has to be read out loud because this is so yeah. important. And it's 1 Corinthians seven twelve through 16. And it says, To the rest I say, I, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, 
she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. But if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has allowed you to peace. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? Wow. Yeah, I know it's kind of a long little section, but... Basically, what it says is that if an unbelieving husband, I mean, if a woman who has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to still live with her and still be married to her, there's not a reason to divorce. Even if that woman is not happy, like the believing woman should not divorce and vice versa. If a husband has a wife who is an unbeliever, but she still wants to be married and still wants to be with him and live with him, he should not divorce her just because she's an unbeliever. But there's a basis here. If you you can read between that line there. So basically it says that if an unbeliever don't want to live with you anymore, don't want to be married to you anymore, and you have tried everything, like, to still be married to them, to be committed to therapy, all kinds of stuff, counseling, like, all kinds of stuff, and they still want to do the divorce, there's nothing you can do other than to pray for them. And hopefully they still don't want to divorce until the day of uh the the final divorce was that day the final day was yeah the, the day the, 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 the divorce finalized yeah until the door yeah um so that's one basis that the bible says that you can did a you can did a divorce because of that the other basis is back in matthew nineteen nine, he said whoever divorces his wife or husband except for sexual immorality and marries another and commits adultery. Basically, Jesus said you can get a divorce if there is a sexual immoral- immorality involved. Like, this person has an affair, or I don't know, like, any other example. But Right, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, so the difference is here is that he, she just didn't say, oh, you have to divorce as soon as they cheat on you. Okay, did a divorce. That's not what he said. He said, a step for sexual immorality. So basically, if this person, your spouse, is cheating on you over and over again, even though you told them to stop, even though they know that you know, then you can divorce them. If you can't get over that, if you if they won't reconcile with you and try to be better, you know, under God, then that's the basis for divorce. So back to the original question question is, do you think divorce is the right thing, depending on the situation? So that is a yes and no no answer. It depends on the situation. And it's crazy. And so here's one thing to keep in mind. You know, like, Leanna, like, we're really, um, I guess, thumping on the Bible pretty hardcore with this. (laughs) But let me say that Lynn and I very much aware that that we are all sinners mm-hmm. and that even though if your parents got a divorce because they weren't happy and they they really did the wrong thing and they sinned and God will Jesus will forgive them and mm-hmm. they have a place in heaven if 
if they want to turn to him. And so I know that, that like God forgives, um, uh, just by reading Jesus's like accounts on earth, you know, like whenever he, I mean, look at his disciples, you know, they were all messed up. And so, you know, in their own way. And so Jesus got a hold of them. So just because you're divorced, right? If you're listening and you are divorced and you divorced because you are not happy, you know, Jesus still loves you and there is a place in heaven for you if you choose to repent and to follow him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, so. that's really important. I didn't mean to be like Bible thumping, but it's just her question was very, very um, hard to answer hard, for me yeah. to like just be like, oh yeah, I mean, it was fine that they divorced, but I, I needed to go to the word and that's what it says. But like he says, we're all sinners and we can all come to Jesus when we um, want to turn back to him, you know? Right. So. Yeah. And so, you know, like, I mean, heck, my parents messed up. Um, you know, I mean, I've got my own opinions that I kind of want to keep personal about whether or not it was the right thing or not, or, you know, if they should have stayed together or not. I mean, you know, I've, I've got my own, like, very, very personal opinions about that. But, um, but in... In this case, you know, um, I guess I, I, I really like the next question because it's really, really cool. And it says that, do you think that God really honored their marriage since they didn't love each other? So I could almost say this about my parents. You know, I think that my parents did love each other at some point, And I think over time it fell apart. So do you think that my parent, that God honored my parents even though they might not have loved each other in the end, or um, in this person's case, didn't love each other at all. And um, I believe that if they were married and they were vowed to each other in a covenant with God, I believe that that God did honor their marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I know this episode was a little bit more deep, and we ended it on a really deep one, but... Uh, we're ending this series on divorce. Next week, we're going to have a more fun episode. It's about simplifying your life. So, Ooh, y'all are the first ones to hear about it. Getting simple here with a simple mission. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, we hope that you like that one. It's next week, next Tuesday, as always. Um, but I guess we'll say goodbye. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And thank you for submitting the questions. We had fun, even though it was another really tough one to talk about. But we hope that it helps you. And uh, we hope that you find hope in your story. Hey, are you still listening? Thank you for listening to this episode. Why don't you do yourself a favor and subscribe or follow the Simple Mission podcast so that you won't miss out on new episodes. To connect with us, simply visit our website at thesimplemission.com slash connect. Until then, we can't wait to connect with you. See you next time.